Thanks for tuning in. We hope this message encourages and challenges you today. Now here's Pastor Marco De Barros. Glad you're here. Glad to be able to share God's word with you. I want to talk to you this morning about having a higher perspective in life. Okay, I think it's critical that we have a higher perspective in life, especially when you begin to walk with Jesus. Uh, he causes you to have a higher perspective. I, I, I believe Jesus makes your life so much better. Like I'm not saying life will be easier, but you'll have a better perspective on dealing with things. Amen. And I want to share with you a couple of scriptures to get us going this morning that, uh, that we need to just get in our spirits and let it really speak to us. First one is in Psalm 46, verse 10. Just the first part of that psalm says, be still and know that I am God. What an awesome revelation that especially when things don't seem to be going the way you want it to go, it's time to be still and know that God is God. Okay? Higher perspective comes when we are being still with the Lord and let him download his will. Also, let him clear the fog, clear the air. Because a lot of times when things are not going our way, it's easy to just put our head down and, and be upset, be bitter, be frustrated, be angry, you know, be you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, that's what we mean by doing you. <laughs> doing you is not that great. We, we want to do God, okay? Be still and know that God is God, amen? And the scriptures in Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes Everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amen. Amen. What a great promise that God works everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I believe there's a higher perspective that he wants us to have in life, especially when things are not going the way that we expected them to go. Can you say amen? How many would say this morning, I want to know I'm preaching to the right people. How many would say maybe you are, there's some things in your life right now that are going ex- the way you expected them to go. Like, can I just see some hands this morning, some things that are, okay, good, I'm preaching to the right people. Uh, the two of you, God bless you for your p- perfect life, okay? We envy you. You can, you know, tell us a secret afterwards of what you're doing, right? But for the rest of us, this message is for us, that we need a higher perspective in life. Can you say amen? amen. So I want to kind of really get into it this morning. Just want to talk to you about some of the things that I believe God's kind of speaking to me about this last couple of weeks. And the number one thing, and if you're taking notes, which I, I hope you do, because you've got you to dissect these things during the week. The number one thing we need to deal with, if we're going to have a higher perspective in life, is that we need to avoid the blame game. That's the first thing we need to do. You know, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, the blame game was introduced to us. Right in the beginning. Right, right in the beginning. When they sinned, when, 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 when they did the one thing that God said not to do. Which, by the way, have you ever thought about the garden? Like, really thought about it, like, practically speaking? Like, there's a garden, right? We don't know how big this garden is. <laughs> you know, some stories say it's probably as big as, as, as a country. Okay, somewhere between Iran and Iraq, they believe that's where 
the, the garden was, right? It's a beautiful place, beautiful country. They believe, they believe it was destroyed by the flood afterwards. But anyways, picture that, right? Picture an entire country of God saying, like, you can have the entire country. I just don't want you to have one tree. You ever think about that? Because a lot of times I hear the opposite. People say, why would God put a tree in the garden if he knew? He gave you a country. <laughs> a whole country. You see how our perspective is weird? Like, instead of looking at the country, we see a tree. <laughs> you say, look, have the country, leave the tree alone. What do we do? Why would he put a tree here? Why wouldn't he give you a country? <laughs> you talking about perspective. You know, isn't it interesting how perspective is so distorted by sin that instead of seeing a country, we see a tree. Yeah, right? And then you hear people say things like, God doesn't want me to have fun. He gave you a country. You're looking at a tree. <laughs> Talk about higher perspective. Right? Right in the beginning. Right? We got a country versus a tree. I want us to get that into our system. Because that's what happens to us. When we don't have the right perspective, we'll focus on a tree. As opposed to focus on the country that is ours. Can you say amen? amen. So we've got to begin by avoiding the blame game. It's, it's so easy to blame. You know, Adam said, she gave it to me. You know, she said it was a serpent. The serpent's like, wait, it was the tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And so we gotta, we gotta, we got to be very careful to avoid the blame game because when, when we start to blame, it's a lower perspective. That's right. right. It's a lower perspective. It's, it's easy to get caught up on who made this happen. Right? That, that's the first human reaction a lot of times when things are not going the way we expect it to go. Right? We want to find a way to blame X, Y, or Z in a situation. Right? As opposed to seeing, okay, what, what's, what's the higher perspective here? Like, what, what's, what's something deeper here that maybe God is doing that I'm not seeing? You know, I, I had to do that this last couple of weeks, you know, because the initial reaction is, you know, it's easy to say why and, and, and who messed this up and oh, why are we in this bind? It, 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 after doing all that, it's like, okay, but what do we win from that? Yeah. What good comes out of blame? That's good. There's nothing good that comes out of blame. Right? It just makes you more upset. Right? It makes you more angry, more frustrated, more bitter, more you. <laughs> you know? So the first thing I believe, if we're going to have a higher perspective in life, is let's look beyond the tree. Let's look beyond the tree. Let's look beyond just what we think happened as opposed to what is God doing in this situation. Because we just read, he works everything out for our good. If he, if, he, if he is God and his word is true, then I need to shift my focus to him, to his will, to his purpose, and not to the blame game. Can you say amen? You know, when things happen the way that we don't want it to happen, we have two choices. We're either going to grow bitter or we're going to grow better. That's a choice. A lot of people don't realize that it's a choice to either grow bitter or grow better. I'm praying this morning we choose to grow better because we know God works out everything for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Can you say amen? 
We must, please write this down, refuse to be a victim to our circumstances. We must refuse to be a victim. That's a choice. It's easy to be a victim. You know, it's so interesting. We live in a society that loves to victimize themselves. If you don't believe me, just go on Facebook today and scroll down. You know, we live in a society where you go to McDonald's, you order a cup of coffee, you know it's going to be hot, but you want to sue McDonald's for burning yourself. We live in such a victim society that everybody wants to pass the blame and the buck to somebody else, and, and so we're not on the hook, right? But at some point, we gotta, we gotta, we got to have a higher perspective to say what the Bible says, that God works everything out for my good. I'm not a victim. I am a victor. Can you say amen? Come on, I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him, you're a victor. No, you really are a victor. Amen? Moving right along this morning, the second thing I think we need to deal with, if we're going to have a higher perspective in life, you know, we first have to deal with the blame game. But the second thing we have to avoid is the me versus them mentality. It's so easy to turn life into me against everybody else. If you don't believe me again, go on Facebook today. Okay. We're so easy to buy into everybody's against me. No one understands me. You don't know what I'm going through. We love that. That's our card to play. No one knows what I'm going through. You know, I used to teach high school. That's what I used to hear all the time. You know, I was a high school teacher for almost, well, 10 years. And, you know, teenagers think they, they are the most unique specimen on the face of the planet. You have no idea what it feels like to have a broken heart. At 15. <laughs> no, I, I, have no, I have no idea. Please tell me what it feels like to have a broken heart at 15. Because in two weeks, you'll fall in love again. <laughs> so, somebody else. <laughs> and then well, here we go again. You have no idea what it feels like. The, the, the problem with the me versus the world mindset is that uh, it, it makes us become militant about the wrong things. It makes you want to go on the attack, but you're fighting all the wrong battles. Right? It, 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 you, you want to find something to hit, and a lot of times you end up hitting all the wrong people and all the wrong things. And so the question at the end of the day is when it's me versus the world, who wins? No one wins. The reality is the me versus the world mindset creates a lot of carnage, a lot of hassle, a lot of headache, a lot of destruction, but no one wins. Isn't that the reality of war? The more we fight, the more no one wins. Right? Because we have this perspective of it's me versus you. But I think God says, no, I have a higher perspective. It's not me versus you. 
This really spoke to me this week. We, we say it a lot, but we don't fight people. We fight principalities. Right? But if we don't have the right perspective, then we zero in on the people as opposed to zeroing on what is behind the scenes that's trying to bring this division between you and I. Because I don't believe we're meant to be separated. We're meant to build bridges. In, in one of the first things they do in, in war, right, is, is they destroy bridges. They destroy everything that links communication to keep the enemy at bay. But I don't believe that's God's will for us. God's will for us is to restore communication, is to, is to help have bridges with other people. It's to heal, it's to restore, it's to bless, it's to help, not to harm. It's to pray for those you think are persecuting you. It's to bless those you think are trying to hurt you. The Bible says that when you do those things, it's like heaping coals over their heads. And some of you guys are like, I'd rather put coals over their heads as to opposed to bless them. But the more we do that, the more we're disconnected from the source of blessing, which is God. And so we have to have a higher perspective to say, wait a minute. If God is for me, right? If God is for me and he's working everything out for my good, he's also for that other person. Here's where it's get interesting because it can't just be that God is for me and he's against everybody else that I'm against. Think about that. Right, that would shift your perspective. Like when you go to work tomorrow and you look at your boss and you're like, wait, God also likes my boss. That's good. Like God also wants to work things out for my boss. Like God also has a plan for my boss. God also has a plan for his life. Right? It's not like he's my enemy. Maybe we have some things we need to work out that's maybe trying to bring division between us. But there's a higher perspective how about I begin to minister to those people that I think I have a whatever with? They, DJ Kelly. Who is they? Please write this down. This really spoke to me this week. It's not me against the world. It's me trying to reach them. That really shifted me in this situation that we're in. It's not me against politicians. It's not me against city officials. It's God giving me a chance to actually reach them. It's God giving me a chance to actually be a blessing in their lives. Because this situation has opened doors for me that I've never had in my life before. I've always avoided politics. I've always avoided politicians. right? But God says, wait, don't you think they also are human beings who need grace, who need goodness, who needs redemption, who needs power, who needs deliverance? Could it be that the God of the universe loves the politician as much as he loves the panhandler, as much as he loves the drug addict, as much as he loves you, as much as he loves your children? What if it's not me against the world, but it's me trying to reach them? That will shift my perspective on how I see people. Right? What if it's not trying to avoid people, but it's about reaching people? Come on, somebody, talk to me. Right? Because I've been able to sit across these politicians and have life conversations with them. 
I've been able to hear their fears. I've been able to hear them say to me, here's why I haven't been to church. Here's why, you know, I feel this way about church. And tell me, what do you, what do you think, pastor? This is something that will never be able to happen if a situation didn't raise for us to minister to people. So maybe God has a higher purpose with the situation. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. All I know is God works everything out for the good of those who love him. Let me say some things to you this morning. It's not you against your family. It's you trying to reach your family. It's not you against your spouse. It's you trying to reach your spouse. It's not you against your kids. It's you trying to reach your kids. Believe me, with five kids, I have to say that it's all the time. It's not me against my kids. I love my kids. I'm here to bless my kids. I'm here to help my kids. I'm here to love my kids. It's five against two, but we're, we're, we're in this. It's not you against your boss. It's you trying to bless your boss. When was the last time you went to, to work and said, I'm going to be a blessing in my boss's life? Some people might say, yeah, you're a yes man. You're this. You're kissing you know, your boss's forehead. You know, but I pray you have a higher perspective to say, no, no, you, you can say that, all that, but I'm, I'm here to be a blessing. I'm here to be a blessing in my job. I'm telling you, this really spoke to me. It's not me against the world. It's me trying to reach the world. Jesus put you exactly where you are to reach people, not to avoid them, not to fight with them, not to be better than them, but to bless them. Can you say Amen. Again, I don't know what this, the outcome is going to be, but I'm seeing God working it out. I'm seeing God do amazing things. You know, if we don't get that building, that building is anointed. Like, like if they go ahead and say, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to give it to a fishing industry, there's going to be a fishing revival in that place. Like, like fish are going to get saved in that place. Okay. Like, there's already revival upstairs with the seagulls. Like, they're already getting the spirit of God on them. And so if anything, listen, we anointed that place and God's going to use it for his glory and purpose. Say amen. Amen. It, it, it's just pressures off when we begin to trust that God's working everything out for our good. You know, the next thing we, 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 need, to, we need to focus on if we're going to have this higher perspective is this concept that we live by faith, not by fear. Okay, please write that down. We live by faith, not by fear. Why do I say that? Because when things are not working out, right, the way we want it to, our tendency is to get fearful, is to retreat, is to get into our little shell, is to clamp down, is to give up, is to shrink back. And I don't believe that's God's will for us. And we begin to say things like, I knew it. I knew it. We begin to generalize situations in people. We begin to put everybody in the same category. We say things like, I will never trust anyone again. You know, we begin to self-prophesy. And I'm not realizing that there's power in your words. Like you're, 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 you, you want to reap a blessing, but you're sowing curses. And so we have to be very careful that we don't live by fear. 
We say things like, I'm going to be extremely cautious from now on. I'm not going to let anybody in anymore. But hey, I'm not going to take any more chances. But hey, I'm going to expect the worst. Let me tell you something. Those are all self-prophecies. The Bible says there's power in your words. Power of life and death. And if you want to, you want to reap blessings, you've got to learn to sow blessings. Because no farmer sows a seed and expects something else to grow. Makes no sense. So we need to, in those moments, we need to recognize our fears and begin to speak faith over them. Recognize your fears because we all have them. Even the bravest of us, I'm not afraid of anybody. What if you were, you wouldn't be saying it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the stuff that we say the loudest is the stuff that... But here's the thing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, right? Hearing of the word of God. So you need to hear yourself speak the word over your own life to be able to see it come to pass. This is why I tell people, pray out loud. Why? You need to hear yourself speak life and faith and blessings and healing and restoration. And your ears can hear it. And now your emotions can get in line and say, wait, we're not going to be afraid. We're going to step up. No, we're going to be who God calls us to be. This is how you overcome. You have to speak it. It comes into your ear gate and it gets into your spirit. And then your spirit come up and say, wait a minute, I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be this guy that God called me to be in the first place. I will live by faith and not by fear. Someone give God some praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, I will learn from my mistakes, but I will not stop living by faith. Yes, next time we buy another building, I will do more homework than we did. But I'm not going to not buy another building in Jesus' name. Right? I'm not going to be that guy. Okay, someone broke your heart. Wait, you're going to go into a convent? No. Never date again. Never again. Until two weeks later when you fall in love. <laughs> you know? Higher perspective. Learn from my mistakes, yes, but I will live by faith. Don't be that guy that says, I told you so. I don't like those people. I told you so. Uh, tell me what? That life is going to be perfect? That we're not going to make mistakes? That we're not going to take chances? Tell me what? To look at your life and see exactly? No, your life already told me so. Come on. Get what I'm saying? Like, let's be careful not to self-condemn. Let's be careful not to buy into the lies of the enemy because he would love for you to agree with him. And you say amen. Amen. But look at what the situation has done for us as a church. If you came to the prayer nights, my God, have we experienced God this week. That wouldn't have happened without this obstacle. We would have just kept cruising. (laughs) Look at us. God's like, y'all need a fight. <laughs> Angels, redirect the zoning. <laughs> Maybe it was a God thing. I don't know. Sometimes we're so, you know, blaming the devil. Maybe God's like, maybe I want you to get stuck here for a little bit. Maybe you will seek me. Maybe you'll find me when you search me with all your heart. Maybe you will come after me. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but we didn't pray against the enemy all week. 
That wasn't our focus. Focus was, where's, where's your heart, God? What are you trying to do? Prayer nights have been absolutely incredible. There was a night where we, we stopped and said, well, how about if we stop here and begin to thank God for what he's done in our lives? What an, I wish we had that night recorded to hear the stories. Did you notice the common denominator of those stories is it was in something that didn't work out that God made a way where there seems to be no way and God keeps pushing us forward towards his will. Please write this down. We accomplish more by praying That's right. than by worrying, than by being angry. Sometimes we're up all night frustrated about something that we should be praying about, that we should be surrendering to God. We should be giving it to God. I'm telling you something, man. Higher perspective comes when you pray. Be still and know that I'm God. That's prayer. That's meditation. That's stopping and saying, God, lift up my eyes to see what you're doing. So I pray this Wednesday night. I don't care what you got going on. Listen. Come do the most important thing you can do all week long is to come together and pray. Okay. And let me add this. A lot of times I hear people talk about, I want a breakthrough, but you don't come to pray. Yes, I will. Right? People talk about that. Like, they, they, like, people are so funny to me. They'll say they want a breakthrough. They want this. They want that. It's like, well, come do the work. I know we can pray at home. I can pray at home. But I was there all week long with the family of God. There's something powerful about everybody coming together and praying. Nothing more powerful than that. It burns me up when I hear the whole, like, selfish Christianity. I pray at home. I heard that this week from, from somebody. Oh, church is me and my family. It's like, how selfish are you? And how small is your church? It's a small perspective. I need a higher perspective. I need to be part of something that's bigger than me, and that's the church of Jesus Christ. Not just me and my family and me and my little guys. So I pray we we continue to pray this week because we can't say we want God to do this but not show up to say, God, we want you to do this. Come on, talk to me. Right? We live by faith and not by fear. Prayers have been incredible. See, sometimes people will, will spend so much time talking about their problems instead of praying about them. And some people are so theologically sound, they'll tell you all the reasons why this won't work out. Because your theology is small. You already figure it out on your own. How can God intervene when you already said... Self-prophecy, this is never going to work out. I've been here before. I've told you so. So this person tried this and that person tried that and it's never going to work. You know, all week long as we meet with people, we, we were discerning, okay, who is with us, who is not with us because we're not going to spend time with you. Like if you're not with God bless you. Thank you so much for your time. But we've got to go smile and wave. We believe in this thing. Because I don't need you to vomit over me. You ever meet people, all they do is just throw up on you? It's like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, this building thing. You ever meet people like that? Say, thank you so much for, you know, vomiting all over me with your negativity, your pessimism, you know, disguising realism. I'm just being real with you. Well, please don't be. 
know what I'm saying? Why is it every time someone says they be real with you, it's negative? Like, it's never positive. I'm going to meet people like, man, how you doing, man? man? Can I tell you something? God is for you. God loves you. He wants to bless you. Things are going to work out. Things have a way of working out. That's the kind of people I want to meet. That's why some people in church, I see you, and I duck. <laughs> Pastor, can I tell you what's wrong? Please don't tell me I'm... You know, tell me what's good, because God is good, you know, and don't hide behind I'm being real. No, you're being negative and pessimistic and a downer. You ever meet the Christian Eeyores? I've been walking with the Lord. Nothing happens. But the Lord is good. <laughs> I'm just being real with you. God bless you, my brother. They always throw you the God bless you, my brother thing in the end. How's God going to bless me with that? Okay, I got to move on. I'm just... <laughs> I got to move on. Oh, man, let's speak some faith, people. Let's speak some faith. Let's speak some faith. People are so proud of that. I'm just being real. Like, why are you proud of being negative? I just tell it like it is. Please don't anymore. Tell it how it should be. Because that's what faith does. It speaks as things that ought to be, not the, how they are. Can you say amen? You know, and, the, and, and, the, and listen, the last thing today is that, that, that in order to have a higher perspective I, 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 this, is, this is a tough one. It's a question. In order to have a higher perspective, I have to ask this question. Who is truly in control? Because this is what I've had to do this last couple of weeks. Who is truly in control? Is it me or is it God? Because if it's me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Then it gets real. Real negative. <laughs> then he gets really down. But if it's me, then it's limited. Because I'm limited in my perspective. I need God to intervene in my perspective. See, I don't need Jesus to just save me. I need him to lead me. There's a difference. Some people are saved, but is Jesus leading your everyday life? Like, I need him to lead me. I don't want heaven someday. I want heaven right now. I want heaven with me right now. And the only way I'm going to have heaven with me right now is when Jesus is truly the Lord and, and the one that leads my life. He's the mastro of my life. Because in these moments, when things are not working out, you've got to ask the question, do I truly believe that God works everything out for my good? Because it sounds really awesome when things are awesome. It looks awesome on Facebook, doesn't it? God works it. It looks awesome on a picture frame on your desk. But then reality hits. Do I truly believe it? Do I truly believe that God is sovereign? Meaning like he sees the beginning, the middle, and the end. That he's never shocked. That he's never alarmed. He's never frustrated. Or am I the master of my own destiny? 
These are questions that when you're, when you're being still, these are the questions that, that, that God is trying to minister with you about. These are the things that God is saying, you know, yes, you're single and, and it doesn't seem like there's any prospects, but do you trust me as the Lord of your life? Or are you going to try to make something happen? Because I tell you, as a pastor, my biggest frustration is that. Nine out of ten times when someone's not in church, first question I ask is, who are they dating? Can I be real for a moment? Because why is it that, 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 that it's always that, like, not trusting God? Because if it's, if, listen, if it's from God, this person will bless you. Not lead you away from him. Trust me. I don't care how good that person is. I don't care how awesome he is, how awesome she is. If he is really awesome, he will lead you to Jesus, not away from Jesus. I don't care what kind of car he drives, how much money he makes, and how good he makes you feel. Crack makes people feel good. Come on, talk to me. Seriously. We have let the enemy lie to us about temporary things, gratification, but not thinking about the end game. Where is this going to go? Because it, that concerns me, church. If God is God, I believe that he has orchestrated your life down to the person that you're supposed to be with. And that person will never take you away from him if that's God's will. If God is God, there's a better job than one that keeps you away from his house. If God is God, there's better friends than the ones that try to keep you, take you to the club. I'm telling you, if God is God, there's better friends than the ones that try to take you to a club instead of taking you to church. Come on, talk to me. If God is sovereign, I don't have to force anything. Because the Bible says my steps are ordered by him. Like I don't have to justify a relationship. I don't have to justify a job. I don't have to justify lying, cheating, doing all this stuff. No, if God is God, it's done in the light. And he blesses it in the light. My God, can we trust him? When things don't seem to be going the way we want it to go. Because he works everything out for my good. Everything. Every single thing. He said everything. The word Greek there in everything is everything. There's not an area in your life that God doesn't want to work for your better. But the key is can we trust him to take us through that process to see the end result that he has for us? So I'll leave you with this t- today. A few things. Just to summarize everything I'm saying here. To have a higher perspective. Number one, you've got to give yourself grace to grow. Give yourself grace to grow. Don't beat yourself up. Don't say, I told you so. Don't be a downer on yourself. Lift yourself up. Speak life over yourself. You know, you don't have to wait for someone to pray for you. You can lay hands on yourself and pray deliverance over yourself and speak a blessing over yourself. Like, get up every day and speak God's word over you. 
Instead of going on Facebook, go to his book first thing in the morning and chart the course for your day and say, this is a day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to have a great day on purpose. Number two, give other people grace to grow. Don't put on others what you won't put on yourself. Give other people room. Give your boss room to grow. Give your spouse room to grow. Give your children room to grow. Let's give the city room to grow. Let's not condemn it. Let's not curse it. Let's bless the city. Let's speak life over it. Let's speak life over other people. Because God surely loves the other person as much as he loves you. Three, I'm going to say this again. It's not me against the world. It's me trying to reach them. It's me trying to reach them. Why do I get so burned up about the relationship thing? Because I want people to be blessed. I want people to be in the house of God, serving together, seeing their kids grow up in the house, seeing them blessed. See, they, all they, that's, the, that's the beauty of this thing. Yeah. Elijah, come here for a second. Give me a mic. Let me talk to Elijah for a second. Come here. Come here. He doesn't know I was going to do this, so look at his face. He's like, uh. <laughs> come here. What, what do you do when at the end of the month? Getting married. Let's get married. Now, how in the world are you getting married at the end of the month? You're from Texas. She's from where? Pennsylvania. Y'all meet on Match.com or something? (laughs) No. Tell them the story of how you got here, Elijah. Tell them the story. I just want them to see how God is sovereign. Tell them the story from how you got here all the way to now. Tell them the story, Elijah. All right, so I was planning to go to Australia, Hillsong College, but it didn't work out. I saw ALC on Facebook, which was NELC at the time. I, I signed up. Pastor Marco called me, and I was in there. I came. I met Mariah. Didn't like her. <laughs> One morning, she was leading worship, and I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, so I was from Texas. She was from Pennsylvania. She's Caucasian. I wasn't into white women, but... Now I am. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. It's been a miracle the entire way. <laughs> and now I'm so in love with her, and I'm getting married at the end of the month. Come on. That's awesome. That's God's sovereignty. Okay. The guy finds us on Facebook. He's supposed to go to Australia. Doesn't work out. He comes from Texas to Rhode Island. Rhode Island? Can anything good come out of Rhode Island? She's from Pennsylvania, comes down to Rhode Island. They come to the school. They meet, and now they fall in love, and now they get married, and they move into New Bedford. That's God's sovereignty, people. If we just trust him, he works everything out for our good. And I believe he wants to do more stories like this one. If we just trust him, his time, his way, his purpose. Because I don't want to see another single person stop coming to church because they met someone that they should have met. Get me fired up on this thing. Listen, my faith must be bigger than my fears. 
My faith must be greater than my fears. We all have fears. They're never going to go away. But the more you feed your faith, the more you starve your fears. You've got to speak over your faith instead of your fears. And the last thing, God is good and God is in control. That's the sovereignty. He is good and he's in control. Even when things are not good, God is good. God is in control. And if God is for me, then everything is going to work out for my good. Can you say amen this morning? You know, I guarantee you that whatever's not working out right now, if you're trusting God, you're a better person for it. I I tell you, the last two weeks I have grown because of the situation. Would I want the situation? Heck no. (laughs) No way. But you embrace it and you grow from it. When God is in your midst, he works everything out for your good. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for you this morning. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. For more information on New Life and all of our campuses, log on to www.atnewlife.org.